This is Baja SAE Shop Talk, the official podcast of the Baja SAE series. Hey guys, it's another podcast about Baja. I'm Mike Sorg, video and podcast producer here with the SAE uh, Collegiate Design Series, and I got with us Sam Brill. Hey guys, welcome. University Programs Manager here at SAE and Sarah Guffey. Hi, everybody. University Programs Coordinator here at SAE. And we're going to be going through everything you need to know going into this year's, this season's, the 2020 Baja competitions. And even at the end of the show, we're going to answer some questions that you submitted out there. So let's kick it off. Of course, we got through the new format registration for this season. And it went well. From what I understand. It did. Uh, and for those of you that don't know what Mike is referring to, we uh, followed along the uh, most, if not all, of the other CDS uh, competitions in that in the past we had for Baja specifically, you were able to register for all three events at the same time. We then figured out, uh, thanks to some feedback, that uh, that didn't work. We did not allow as many teams as we wanted. Uh, our, our mission SAE's overall goal is to have as many teams participate in these competitions as possible. So As many unique teams. I'm yeah. sorry, as many unique teams. Thank you. <laughs> Very, yes. We wanted to make sure unique teams, uh, and some, you know, if you looked at the list this year, we did just that. So what you were able to do was register for one event, and we delayed it two weeks, and then you were able to register for any of the other events that you were not registered for or get on a wait list. Mm-hmm. It's worked out real well. Um, you would be surprised how many positive comments that we received. And I know you teams out there that are new or that had trouble in the past, uh, you're welcome. We did do what we wanted to do, and I think it worked out real well with a lot of good positive feedback. Yeah, it certainly allowed for um – There's plenty of teams out there that want to travel to three or two or three events. Um, But there's plenty of teams out there that are only looking to attend one event and they're hoping to attend the one closest to them. In the past, uh, that wasn't always possible because everybody was trying to grab everything as quickly as possible. Now, this year, um, a, a team had a much, much higher chance of being able to register for the event one event that they really wanted to go to the most. And I think that most teams were successful. We still have a pretty hefty wait list for um, Illinois, I think is the biggest one, but uh, we still have a wait list for Louisville as well. Um, But it is much cleaner and much more efficient, I'd say. Yeah. And I believe based on a, a study done by one of our faculty advisors, by the way, um, we have 12, only 12 teams that have not, that are on a wait list that have not registered for at least one event. Really? Yes. As opposed to. So it's really anybody that wants to be on, like nobody, like hardly anybody's being shut out. At this point, that's correct. Yeah. At this point, and uh, to prove the point, I don't know, Sarah can, can chime in as well. I don't remember getting a single call between, the first day of registration and the last day of registration that a team called me and says they were unable to register for an event. That's fantastic. That's so. just a lot more opportunity. I'm looking forward to see what that does to the field and, and, and the different cars and everything. That's that's great. So now that everybody is in, um, they're, they're, they're locked in for the most part for these competitions. They're looking forward to it. Uh, what do they do now? What's the first thing they should be going, going to check out? 
The first thing that you should be checking out um, is the rules if you haven't already. So you need to be going through those rules with a fine tooth comb. And if you're not familiar where to get the rules, uh, you get them over at BajaSAE.net. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be hearing about the rules a lot. Read the rules, read the rules, read the rules. Oh, yes, for sure. Um, from from everybody on this podcast to, you know, the um, judges that you'll be talking to throughout the document submission process. If you have a question on site, a lot of times... Uh, tech inspectors or Sam or myself will hand you a rule book and say, here you go, figure it out. What does this say? Read this, read this right here. Um, so do yourself a favor and comb through them now and make yourselves really, really familiar and comfortable with those rules. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. But if you're not familiar where to get the rules, um, you can get those over on BajaSA.net. There's um, a tab at the top that says Series Resources. This is where you can download them along with other important documents and information that you'll need to get you throughout the season. Um, Series Resources can also be accessed through the um, Baja SAE app. And it can also be accessed directly by typing in BajaSAE.net forward slash go forward slash downloads. So that's your one-stop shop for any important information that you are going to need. And hopefully uh, you have read the rules. And if you have not, um, the the one new item, and this this uh, I've been associated with Baja for about 15 years. Um, and to my knowledge, this is probably as drastic of a change as we've ever had. And uh, that is in the rules. And if you haven't, this will be a surprise. The rules committee has thrown in a, a bonus type of activity. And that bonus activity is that you are able now to build a four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive vehicle that can be um, participating in the events this year. Um, the goal is to have this happen permanently for all uh, for uh, everybody but this year we are looking at a, a bonus program if you will and you can go into rules and see how that's done but that's one of the biggest things that the rules committee did we hashed out over hours and days uh, this program and it's gotten a lot of positive and negative feedback and hopefully as you as you go through your you're, you're designing and you're building that it's it's coming to be something that you're going to be challenged yet uh, rewarding. So as we go in, of course, there'll be updates to this and, and, and information uh, to help you along with the process. And as we get into the events, uh, closer to the events, um, where do you find the ongoing news around the Baja event? So you will find uh, news all over the place, but the if you only look at just one place. It is the news feed at BajaSAE.net. Just like I referenced series resources, if you go to BajaSAE.net up at the top, um, there is a news button. And that's where you're going to want to go to get basically any and all news. Everything that we post that's important goes there. Um, It goes there before it goes anywhere else. It goes there before it gets posted to social media. It goes there before it ends up in the news news feed or newsletters. Um, For example, I just posted out a 2020 tech sheet that was released, and that got pushed as a push notification on the app. 
Uh, we also shared recently about uh, the new event, AeroConnect Challenge. Um, I pushed out something about Arizona hotel options if you're going to that event. So basically anything and everything regarding the event and CDS gets shared there. Um, like I mentioned, everything that gets shared there gets put on the app. Sometimes they're push notifications, but those are basically one in the same. And then also we share things to, uh, Facebook. We have the podcast, which you're obviously listening to right now. And then we have uh, our YouTube channel as well. Uh, one other place that you can find news is in our monthly emailed newsletters. And every single person that is on their team roster at SAE.org will receive that monthly newsletter from us. Now, the newsletter typically contains everything that you will find on the newsfeed. It's just we're emailing you directly. So like I said, that newsfeed is is the primary place you should be going for news as it as it rolls out. That monthly newsletter is kind of a catch-all for everything that was posted that a month. A nice roundup. Yeah, it's a nice place where it's everything's all in one area, but it's it's everything that's already out there. And also a note that the YouTube channel also does carry the podcasts. Um, oh yes, so, it's kind correct, of, so yeah. you can listen to or or whatnot if that's just you know kind of where you live is the YouTube app. Instead, mm-hmm. uh, we do release these podcasts over there as well. And if you have, I know sometimes if you have like the YouTube Premium and and uh, listen to them in the background, that's a good place for that. Mm-hmm. For sure. So there's. Like I said, all kinds of places to get your news, but the news feed is the best place. And in order to get that monthly email newsletter, um, you have to be on your roster. So encourage your teammates to get themselves added to your team roster on SA.org early. There's plenty of benefits to adding yourself early beyond that, but um, specifically newsletters are a pretty good one. Well, now that we've looked at where you can get all the information for the competition and uh, updates, uh, one of the other big pieces of information is those deadlines. So tell us a little bit about that. So the deadlines, um, you will find them actually at SAE.org. That is where the deadlines specifically are posted. So you're going to go to SAE.org. You're going to navigate to the Attend tab. Where there's a drop down, you'll click the collegiate design series. You'll then scroll down, find whichever event that you're attending that you're looking for the deadlines for. And let's say it's Arizona. So you click on Arizona. It should take you to that main uh, overview page. This is most likely where you registered or pretty close to it. Um, Once you're there, you'll see there's an overview tab, attend tab, sponsor tab, and so on and so forth. There's a lot of Great information there, but the most important um, tab for you is most likely going to be the attend one at this point in the year. And that is where you will find the action deadlines. You'll find the roll cage documentation package, which I believe that deadline's the same for all three competitions, which is coming up January 31st. Um, and then you will also see the other deadlines, such as cost report. Um, design report. Uh, There's a deadline for cost adjustment forms if you have any adjustments that you want to make to your cost report after the fact. And then there's also that fast track roster deadline, which is two weeks out before competition. It's also important to note that on this page where it shows the action deadlines, there's also off to the right 
um, some information about the submission procedures. And it kind of outlines the differences between SAE.org and BajaSAE.net. And this is important because it gets a little bit confusing sometimes for new teams and existing ones sometimes because we always have uh, new teammates coming on and that, that may or may not be as aware. Um, SAE.org, the two most important things that you do at SAE.org is register your team, but then um, also build out your team roster for your fast track affiliation deadline. And I'll talk about that a little more later. But then it also outlines what you do at BajaSAE.net, such as um, add people to your team that are going to be submitting your documents, ask rules questions, submit your documents. Um, there's all kinds of stuff on there that's really beneficial. But the submission procedures outlines not only the difference between the two websites, but talks about how you'll submit. And it's important to um, realize that this is something you should probably be doing ahead of time. Um, we always get teams that reach out at, you know, you'll see all of these deadlines are listed at 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we always get teams that reach out at like 11 or honestly 11.58 and say, oh, my gosh, I just got to BajaSA.net. I see I'm not tied to a team or I'm not seeing where I submit it. And it's because you are not tied to your team. Um and there's a whole bunch of the, the, there's steps that you need to do ahead of time. But what I'm getting at is that you need to be playing around on both of these sites ahead of time to make sure that you're prepared, just like you did leading up to registration, where you played around to make sure that you were properly tied to your university so that in October you were able to push that button and secure the the uh, registration spot. This is no different. You want to make sure that you're ready come January 31st to submit your roll cage without hesitation because each day that you turn in your document late, uh, you get penalty points. And for Baja, it is 10 points per day. So it's important for sure to make sure that you have an account set up, your account is tied to your team. Um, and also, I know I'm rambling at this point, but <laughs> it's important um, when you're at BajaSA.net, once you set up an account and you pick your university and you pick your team, it then generates an email to your team captain to approve you to be on that team. And this is for your protection so that, you know, random Joe Schmo from uh, some random team can't just add himself onto your team and therefore have access to your team information and documents. So it generates an email to get you approved to be on the team. If you don't have a captain, then what you need to do is set up a captain for your team and it will ask for your invoice number to verify that you are who you say you are. One, one, of, the, um, one of the more important aspects of the deadlines, um, short of making sure you make those deadlines, is that you need to make those deadlines within five days. Um, Sarah touched a little bit on it. What will happen is Sarah will give you a, a reminder that, hey, it's been a day or two. Uh, you're past a deadline. You are in um, jeopardy of being canceled. If after that fifth day uh, we walk in and it's day six, we will cancel any and all teams that have not submitted the documentations for that particular deadline. It's important to note that although um, – 
we understand there are extenuating circumstances. These are some of the things we just can't bend, if you will. Uh, this this is a uh, this is something that you will learn in industry as well as you as you get past your college uh, university program. And looking at those documents, of course, you know as, as you're putting together your your submission and everything, uh, you know how are these kind of graded and and you know being familiar with the comments. Uh, the commenting system um, going in and what to expect back is important. There, there are a couple different uh, static events. Obviously, uh, the design uh, report that you need to turn in that's part of the design judging on site that's been rolled into one, one big category uh, the last few years, and the sales presentation. Um, those are two events that and. Uh, many, many times, not many times, but it's getting less and less. We get uh, teams that will um, question their judging score, whether it's because they were given a higher score at one event and a lower score at another. And honestly, uh, you know, uh, I do not have a great answer. I don't have an answer that's going to make it feel any better. Uh, You know, industry is subjective. These are two very subjective events where you might find a judge and he's looking for something in particular and you don't touch on that hot spot, he may give you a low score. Or a judge is looking for something uh, that you've went into great detail over, he may give you a high score. Um, you know, we do normalize the scores and we do have, and I'll touch real quick on this, the the design portion of the event is, is hosted and sponsored by Polaris. They come to all three events, so there is a certain amount of consistency there. Um, they will also give you helpful hints, and if you've listened to some of these podcasts in the past, they are looking for particular items. Please read the rules that's been fine-tuned this year, both for the rubrics, both for the design guidelines, and what they're looking for. Okay. And say consistently on that, I have seen many of the same faces over the last four seasons that I've attended. That's right. Um, for the sales presentations, and if you did not participate last Last year and you're a new team, you will realize that we have a group of individuals that are volunteering um, for the sales presentations. It's not so much a, a sponsored, but it is a hosted event. And there will be a group from the SAE Oregon section that will travel to all three events that will help the organizers and do a better job of being consistent, not only in the, the, um, I'm looking for the right word in what they are projecting and what they are communicating to the judges. So the judges for all three events will be looking for the same thing, same thing, and hopefully we will have better and more consistent judging. And that's just conditioning. It's going to happen over the next few years. It did happen last year. And for both of those subjective events, that is something we don't do for any of the other events that are non-static is we have a feedback process where design Polaris and sales the very next day, uh, somewhere in one of the tents, you will be able to go and talk to the judges about your score, question anything, and they will certainly give you a better idea of where you can improve. Yes, I definitely think that um, sales, this is new for uh, last year specifically, that you could go and get that feedback. Um, And I know going into last season, we weren't exactly sure how it was going to go. We know how many teams show up for design feedback. But we weren't sure what to expect for sales feedback. And I don't know if you agree with me or not, Sam, but I was overwhelmed with the response for sales feedback. 
I know we had it in the registration tent a couple of times because at that point, registration has kind of died down a little bit. Um, but the, the line was wrapped around the, the tent a, a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I know we had two different sessions and the line was huge each time. And the, the Oregon section, uh, guys and, and girls do a really great job of spending a, a fair amount of time with, with whoever wants to spend time and find out what they did. Yeah. And just one one final note on that, and um, if you don't know this, you probably should, especially since you're a team registered for one of these events. Two out of three of our events this year are new sites, new organizers, new volunteers. Um, in April, we're in Arizona, uh, just outside Tucson. In May, we are in Louisville, Kentucky with uh, a new organizer. And uh, in June, we are back at Caterpillar at uh, Edwards Proving Grounds for the Baja SAE Illinois competition. So that's important to note that you will be dealing with new organizers, new volunteers, and uh, Sarah and I are both working diligently with all the organizers to make sure that we offer as consistent a program as possible. Okay. Um and of course, starting to talk about getting on site a little bit, one of the things that really kind of uh, uh, smooths that process of you getting started on site is that fast track roster. Yes, for sure. Uh, the fast track roster, as I mentioned earlier, is something that you complete at SAE.org. Um, the roster itself there, you want to put anyone and everyone that's on your team. So that includes uh team members that are coming on site, team members that were left behind at home that worked on the car, but for whatever reason couldn't make it to the um, event site. This also includes faculty advisors. So you want to put everybody on there. The Fast Track roster kind of acts as a um, liability waiver for us where we capture emergency contact information. Once it's printed, you guys sign it. So, um, it's got a lot of important information on it in that regard, but it also is um, how we capture information so that the sponsors can reach out to you. Um, it's also where we capture information such as if you have any security clearances, uh, DOD clearances. Um, so that's pretty cool because we have quite a few sponsors that are want to know if you guys have clearances and those clearances make you a lot more valuable in the eyes of the sponsors. It's also where we capture t-shirt sizes and uh, stuff like that. So the fast track roster, the deadline's two weeks out. We use those numbers of how many people we're expecting for each team, for the organizers, for them to plan out things. Uh, if we have any sponsored meals, that's what we go off of. Uh, in terms of how many meals to order, um, T-shirts, if there's any, if we have a whole bunch of a certain size and we don't have that, we sometimes will put in last minute orders. But that's why the deadline is two weeks out. If it is any later, we can't use those numbers the way we need to. And Unfortunately, if you miss the deadline and you're not on there uh, by whatever it is, for Arizona example, it is 
April 1st, 2020, and it's not an April Fool's. It really is that deadline. <laughs> so you want to make sure you're on there. And if you're not, then that means if there are lunches provided for that competition, then you unfortunately likely will not receive a lunch ticket. And you also won't receive the giveaway items until after everyone is registered so that we can make sure we have enough of the items for everyone that followed the rules and submitted and completed their rosters by the uh, deadline. So, oh, one last thing. Make sure you print it. This is something that (laughs) that teams always seem to miss. The fast track roster, once you complete it online, yay, you did it two weeks ahead of time. Good job, gold star. Make sure you print it. And once you print it, everybody on your team needs to sign it. And then you bring that signed roster up to registration. And just like last year, although we have a new tech number quiz, which I'm sure Sam's going to be talking about here shortly, uh, we have a new tech number quiz to help with those first 25 tech numbers. But we will still be moving forward with the process from last year where teams receive a sticker at registration verifying that they registered on site. So registration is still your first stop. When you get done paddocking, you send somebody, or even as you're paddocking, you can send a team member over to the registration line. We typically open up at 8. You turn in your fast track roster forms there. And if this is, this is really important, if, if you send somebody over with your fast track roster and it isn't signed, we turn you away. So if you want to get a jump on the day and you want to get in line and you want to get through engine check and you want to get to all the things that you want to do day one, you need to come to registration first. You need to have your paperwork already, including your signed and printed fast track rosters, and then you will then get your wristbands, your giveaway items, and your sticker verifying that you are registered. So it's important, and it definitely threw off some teams last year that were not prepared with signatures. And, and actually, I can, I can follow up. It's a great segue, Sarah. Thank you. The technical inspection sheet is a 12-page document that you will need not only to print out, which follows what Sarah had said. So there's another document you need to print out. That's a tech inspection sheet. There is also an area there that you will need to complete prior to going to tech inspection. Um, so that is that is one thing you will want to remember to do. As far as uh, paddocking, getting registered, getting those wristbands, getting the sticker on your Baja vehicle, then and only then are you able to go to the Baja engine test and check. You will not only need your tech inspection sheets with you, because Briggs and Stratton will have to sign it, but you will have to have your wristbands on and your sticker, whatever it may be, on your firewall somewhere. Um, We will be checking that. I will be checking that. And the registration, Sarah, will remind you that that needs to be somewhere on your vehicle. We hope perhaps that you could put under firewall where it's easy to see. And then only then can you get in. Um, The first 25 teams in the Baja engine check will get their tech number. That is as far as we're going to go. Those 25 teams should and better be prepared for the tech inspection um, uh, process on the second day. Uh, A question came up, and uh, it's come up a number of times here, is the Baja SAE quiz. 
This is another event, and, and you will see that we are trying as a as the Collegiate Design Series matures and, and, and goes forward, evolves, there is more consistency throughout our programs. Uh, we will be having a, a Baja quiz that will give those 25, that will give the teams the opportunity to be the first in line for engine check. So you just can't just dump in and go in. You will get a Baja SA quiz number that will follow somewhere down the line after the first of the year. I know our rules committee and the tech guys are putting, putting that together, but that will give you your Baja engine number, if you will. It will give you the ability to be one of the first 25 in. And I'll tell you what that does. And uh, for safety purposes over the years, we've had state police, we've had accidents, we've had teams line up days and hours and, and you know, you, we start on, for all intensive purposes, let's say day one. Um, well, the day before at noon, we've got teams lining up because they think they're going to be the first ones. Uh, that's not going to happen. You don't need to do that. Uh, if you're not part of that Baja quiz where you've gotten your, your, your number and you're the first 25, there's no need for you to rush in and go crazy trying to paddock and get in line. Those 25 have already gotten that, and they will be identified early on in the game. Well, of course, you take care of, you've taken care of registration and uh, gotten your great giveaway items and SolidWorks T-shirts, of course. Uh, you got a little bit more time on that first day because you've completely done everything you're supposed to do. You can go check out what's going on in that sponsor area, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, we have... Uh, sponsor areas usually in the same area as registration. Sometimes it's right next to it, but usually it's in the same area. And it's really cool because all of the sponsors that are on site are typically there that first and second day hanging out around their tables. And they usually have swag of all kinds, T-shirts, hats. I got a couple great all hats. All kinds of things. You can, <laughs> you can name it. If you can name it, they probably have it. It, it's really great. I know we we had what popcorn and all kind. They have snacks. They always have snacks. <laughs> candy, like candy. I a lot of lip balm. And but anyway, more importantly, you can go and talk to these sponsors about potentially um, going and working for them. I know in the past we've had sponsors hire and interview people right on spot. So um, definitely come over. Make sure you bring hard copies of your resume. Um, just come, come over and network and see what it's all about. And, you know, you may not think that you want to work for a particular company and then you go and work or talk to them and find out what they're all about and you'd really fit in well with them. So, um, on site, you want to bring those hard copy resumes, but ahead of time, we do have a sponsor portal, which is really cool, um, on BajaSA.net, the same area where you go into uh, log into your account so that you can ask rules questions or submit your documents, there is a sponsor portal off to the right. You'll see uh, various different sponsor logos that roll through over time. Like you'll see a Honda logo, a Polaris logo, and <laughs> I saw it coming. <laughs> You'll see a, a Honda logo, a Polaris logo, and it's pretty cool because you can go in there and you can click right there to connect with sponsors and you can upload your resume. And that's really beneficial and um, a good idea to do now because a lot of different companies have hiring cycles that don't exactly fall 
perfectly in line with our competition. So whereas we do sometimes have people hiring on site, sometimes people are looking for uh, future employees and interns right now. So definitely check that out. Let's look at some more of these uh, static events here. Of course, technical inspection. Uh, I understand there's a new tech sheet that's being implemented this year. That's correct. Uh, every year, because of some of the changes and, and rules modifications, the tech inspection checklist, actually, uh, surprisingly, it is out. It is available. Go and print it out. Make sure that you are using it. Make sure you print it out, as I said earlier. Um, but it does have some modifications, which, by the way, includes any and all teams that have chosen to attempt the bonus for the four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive Mm-hmm. It's out a little bit early this year, thanks to uh, the hard work of a few of our techs. During many of the meetings that we have on site, you will hear me talk about these invaluable volunteers uh, from the tech inspection guys who, believe it or not, travel as much as I do to all three of the Baja competitions. The sales presentation that I had mentioned earlier, the, the SAE Oregon section guys will be going to all three events. Design presentation, Polaris sends their people. Um, you will also hear that the scoring and timing team, Mike Zeman and his DES crew, they actually, uh, because we have secured their services, if you will, for 12 out of our 14 events, I believe, something of that nature, they will be uh, invaluable this year. But they are an important group. They do everything from helping us, as a matter of fact, with the tech quiz to the technical inspectors developing. And as Sarah said earlier, we got the tech inspection sheet out. Uh, Polaris and his design crew will be producing our, our guidelines and our rubrics for the design judging. There is just not enough we can say when it comes to our volunteers. Mm-hmm. All the volunteers, the like Sam was saying, our, our scoring guys, they – not only manage scoring, but it's the same group that's helping run BajaSAE.net behind the scenes. It's the same group that is uh, really they have their, their hands in a lot of things and they're putting in so so much time and so many volunteer hours. And uh, it it's just I know we say it on site to thank the volunteers, but um, for sure do that. It's not only the scoring guys. It's the tech guys. It's the sales. And I say guys, but girls too. You know, it's it's everybody. Pretty much everyone on site that you see is uh, either a somehow sponsor-related or a volunteer. Um, Sam and myself and a couple of the SAE people that are there are typically the only people that are, are paid to do this. Um, so definitely, I guess, be a little more aware of this, this situation and how much these people are working for you. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of these guys, and, and I hate to mention names, um, but I do have to mention at least a few names. I'd mentioned Mike Zeman, but you've also got, uh, Jason Rounds, who's been around for about 15 years, if not longer than I have. He has worked behind the scenes diligently to make these events uh, happen from bringing anywhere from 30 to 35 of his tech inspectors to all three events, to helping us out with, the rules. Um, the Jason Fields from Polaris has been around uh, as, as long as I have as well. He has single-handedly tried to 
be as consistent as possible when it comes to the design judging for the Baja competitions. We've got some new players coming in over the last few years. Alex with cost is revamped. And if you're not familiar, and I can touch on that real quick, that the, the cost module has been improved, has, has been modified. That, we hope, is a much, much better system than it has, say, three years ago. So Alex and Jason and Jason and some of the others, you've got Mike Zeman and his group with John Farnick and, and some of those guys that have been mm-hmm. around. Andrew Beck. Yeah, they've been around, you know, 8, 10, 12 years. Um, this is not something that just happens on a whim. Um, I, I, I say this when I'm on site so many times. If I could just let people through my eyes see what goes on from literally and I mean literally the day after the last event until we show up in Arizona in in April they I I probably discuss something with them every week they are behind the scenes doing every day even sometimes every day as it gets closer (laughs) you know we've we've got a conference call with an organizer last night we've got a conference call with an organizer tonight and and they're 15 or 20 key people that that, they're volunteers that will spend time not only on the phone with us tonight, but they will walk away with a dozen action items that need to be taken care of before the end of the year, whether it's a a work weekend, whether it's something they need to do beforehand, whether they need to get permission from the school to do something, whether they need to rent the equipment or secure other items. So yeah, um, as much as it's a passion project for you guys, it is for them too, very often. And I, we actually didn't mention the, the scoring team specifically, they not only put in this time for Baja, but they are also our uh, scoring team for Formula SAE, for Auto Drive. Um, it, not, they just they did put in so much time. And not only are they doing things behind the scenes for all of those websites as well, but they're also traveling. So a lot of these guys are putting in, um, you know, 10 events a season even. Um, it's pretty impressive what they do so somebody that hasn't uh been to one of these competitions do you have any tips for uh any any of these teams for their first time here yeah uh some of some of these can be uh, obtained and and sarah had mentioned it i had mentioned it um the sae website the baja sae net website um the forum where you can ask rules questions and get that from the bajasae.net website those will be great resources. Um, we do have a Baja SAE forum that is live and active. You can ask other teams to help you answer questions. Um, one of the other uh, categories I just mentioned is you are certainly able to send a rules question into any rules committee member or to me and Sarah. We do monitor that, that website. If you have specific questions, that is a, a website that is that is directly from you to the rules committee. It doesn't go anywhere mm-hmm. else. And to, to comment on that, um, like we were talking about, most of these people are volunteers. So keep in mind they have full-time jobs. They often have families at home. Um, they're doing this in their spare time on top of the rest of their lives. So um, be cognizant when you're asking questions that you're you're probably not going to get a reply back immediately. So keep that in mind when you're asking your questions. Don't wait until the last minute to ask it where it's so urgent that you need an answer right now because you might not get an answer right now. Just to you know, to follow up on, on Mike's question on some of the tips for new teams and uh, and teams that have participated, um, you know, there's some common sense uh, that goes with this, whether it's 
making sure you're packing correctly, making sure you're packing for all weather conditions. If you were, if you had all followed the uh, the Baha'i Say series, you know that we occasionally run into bad weather, um, and I'll and I'll stop at that rather than going into any great detail. <laughs> I have classically under underprepared, uh, underdressed for going to Michigan in uh, That's mid-May right. That's right. Uh, uh, last year. Yeah, and had weather's to buy some bad every year, but I somehow <laughs> still always end up underprepared. Re- yeah. re- remember, Baja does not stop because of rain mm. or because of sprinkles or because of wind. Or it pro- snow. Or probably, yeah, it probably won't, won't <laughs> down because of snow. You but, never know. But one, one of the tips that I want to give some new teams and Old, and, and teams that are obviously uh, not not winning events uh, uh, consistently. This event is an educational program. Mm-hmm. It is a program that mimics industry. If you were a company, if you were an industry doing what you do, you would not just have engineering majors on your team. You've got a sales presentation. You've got a written design report. You've got cost reports. You have got categories that perhaps engineers aren't as strong as, say, your PR person that's there at the university or somebody you can wrangle from the accounting department. Those are, those are some of the best tips I can give teams that want to be successful and work really as a team. Mm-hmm. This is, this is a, a project development program, and it takes a lot of different people, a lot of different focuses, and a lot of different uh, uh, specialties to succeed. So so, um, so if, th- if there is something that, that uh, out of this competition that maybe seems challenging or, you know, you can't dismiss it, because this will not be the last time you see it in this industry. That is correct. You you will see it throughout your career. One of the one of the, the the last things I guess I can mention as far as tips is, if you happen to get on site and you don't have something you need or you're having problems, one of the most gratifying things Sarah and I see on site are teams helping teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you you cannot go wrong by walking over to a paddock and asking for some help. They will help you either in in directing you in the right direction, depending on what it is. Excuse me. They will also help you in obtaining parts. They will, in many cases, help you with welding or grinding or uh, getting you up to speed. You know, our goal, SAE's goal, and and everybody's goal that are there, including the volunteers and some of the teams, is they want everybody to compete. We want you to compete. We want you to participate. And you can only do that if you've got the right material and the right people helping you. So uh, that that would be one of the main tips. There's so many. We can go a whole, a whole hour on that, but that's the, in, a, in a short thing. I have a tip. Uh... Well, I think it's time we get to the questions that you submitted out there. That is the sound of the questions. There it is. Uh, <laughs> so first of all, lunches. What's the word? Will there be provided lunches at competitions this season? If not, what will you uh, expect to know? As you guys have heard earlier, um, the the events do not take place because SAE staff um, works hard and puts these together. They're put together by volunteers, and the one other group I had mentioned is sponsors. If we can get enough sponsors, if we have enough money, we will go ahead and provide you with lunches. Um, we won't know for sure uh, till shortly before the event, more than likely a couple of months. 
So within uh, February, March for the uh, April timeframe and, and as we go along, we will let you know. Uh, if we do not provide lunches, if there's no lunches provided due to whatever reasons, there will be opportunities for you to purchase lunch, whether off-site or on-site with mm -hmm. uh, food vans. If you're familiar, uh, sometimes even beyond food vans, if anybody was at Baja SA California last year, we kind of operated a little bit differently and sold lunch tickets ahead of time. And that's possibly going to happen this year for um, any of the events. It's, it's very possible that that might be what happens. Um, in other situations like Oregon, like Sam mentioned, we might have food trucks uh, similar to how we had it there. Um, but like you also mentioned, we'll know closer to the event and we'll certainly be communicating that out, especially if it's uh, something where we'll be selling food tickets. If we are, you'll trust me, you will hear from us many, many times. Another thing, though, too, is sometimes we do provide water. It just depends. Again, if we have a sponsor, last year we had a sponsor specifically provide a case of water for each team. Um I know it's something that our sponsorship team is very aware of and tries to keep in mind because they, they really love doing that, especially in places like Arizona where it's going to be most likely particularly hot. But still, make sure you have plenty so everybody's well hydrated yeah, throughout come the prepared. weekend. Yes. Stock up on snacks. Uh, this is a question you mentioned the tech number quizzes before. Uh, when will those happen? We, I have talked with the rules committee. They are developing those questions and we'll probably have those out sometime in January. I'd say mid to late January. Of course, you talked a little bit about the new all-wheel drive um, designation here. Um, will teams going for all-wheel drive get a pref preferential treatment in, for design finals and will those teams have their own tech line? In discussing this with Polaris and the tech team, there will not be any preferential treatment for all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive teams. They will have to incorporate that into their design presentations. There will perhaps have an opportunity to display and show that they're actually uh, a working, operating four-wheel drive system. Mm -hmm. So otherwise, it's going to be in the same system, in the same lines, in the same processes. as everybody Yeah, else. that's correct. The, the only benefit is the bonus points. There you go. Uh, speaking of Arizona or Illinois, it gets kind of warm too. Uh, if those temperatures get a little out of hand, will driver changes be mandatory? I believe we're talking about the endurance. The endurance yes. Th this funny. Is, Sam was just talking about yeah. this the other day. Oh so, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. This, this is, <laughs> a, this is a, a, I would say a day before activity. Um, one of the things you'll want to do is not have one driver. If the temperature is, is hot, if we've got conditions where the rules committee, the tech inspectors, and myself and Sarah decide that, hey, listen, uh, I do not want a single person running four straight hours without a break in 95-degree mm -hmm. weather or even to a certain extent in rain if we're if we're you know if we're going to a point where it's drizzling anything rain, extreme yeah we we will we will let you know at the driver's meeting for endurance the day before yeah mm -hmm. not to mention you're wearing you know fireproof clothing yeah. so mm -hmm. and a you've got long right? sleeves and mm -hmm. it's a whole thing mm -hmm. that can be <laughs> that'd be tough um, there are a question, will there be sales finals at any competitions this year? Yes. As a matter of fact, I think I'd mentioned earlier, the SAE Oregon section group will be on site at all three events. At all three competitions, we'll have a sales design or sales presentation final. 
Uh, and when can teams expect the final decision on all-wheel drive and a set of rules based on that? The rules committee, we <laughs> we had many conversations, many hours, many late nights. I think one of them went in, you know, close to, to 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night for at least East Coast guys. Um, we originally were going to do this mandatorily. We wanted to have one event to be mandatory, four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive. Um, we haven't hot on that and said, well, what if this doesn't work? And that's exactly what we're planning and doing for this particular year. We decided to make it an option, make it a bonus. If you want some bonus points and provide an all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive vehicle, you can. That this These three events, based on what I just explained, will determine if we go to that um, officially for all events and make it mandatory requirement in 2021. And of course, a lot of these things, uh, you know, kind of gave a, a look out for the answers to some of these questions in the future. A lot of that you can, a lot of that you, it's very important uh, for, for these and the on location to have that Baja SAE app that's in your Android or iOS app store to make sure you do have that on hand, right? For sure. The app is, uh, we've had it for a couple of years now, so I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with it. If you're new, though, um, you might not be aware. It's something that at registration we try to bring up and make sure everyone's aware that it is a huge source of communication for us on site, but we also use it leading up to the event. So I I know last week I pushed out... um, something about the 2020 tech sheets being released. I pushed out something about the new Aero Connect challenge. Um, but constantly, like I mentioned earlier, when we post something to the newsfeed, it ends up on the app. So it's a great um, resource of information. And when we're on site, it becomes particularly important because we use it to communicate with you. So for example, something as simple as lunch being ready, we might push that out. We might push out a time change for a driver's meeting. We, um, nobody's in tech line for instance. Yes. Yes. We definitely push Mm -hmm. that out. Um, we also use it in emergency type situations. Um, if you were in Kansas a couple years ago, we had some weather in Tennessee last year, even we had some changes where we had to adjust. So that's something that you want to make sure that you have downloaded or at least one person on your team has downloaded because even as simple as um, you forgot something in the engine check line or at tech inspection, we might say, hey, Team 42, report to the registration area. You left your, I don't know, headband, <laughs> whatever the thing is. <laughs> or tech, or tech <laughs> yeah, or tech sheet or, or really anything. We use it for a plethora of things on site. It's really, really valuable and um, it's, it's great. Excellent. So I hopefully this is getting you all, you all pre-prepared for this season. Uh, get you rolling with things, answer a few questions. And of course, please look out for future podcasts. We're going to dive into a few of these topics a little more in-depth uh, as uh, more rules and, and information gets closer to the events. So please, another reason, look out on that app or whatever method that you're uh, keeping an eye on this competition's news. Uh, keep an eye out for those podcasts too. And also subscribe to us so you get the podcast right in your podcast player or YouTube or whatever the case may be uh, for a Shop Talk uh, Baja podcast. So... Thank you so much, Sam, Sarah, for joining me here today, getting into the competition, and uh, we'll see you guys out there. 
Hey, thanks, guys. Take care. Good luck. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Baja SAE Shop Talk. As always, we want to hear from you, so email BajaSAE at SAE.org. The show notes for this episode, as well as all others, can be found at www.BajaSAE.net slash podcast. Stay safe, and we'll catch you next episode.